Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell. Bringing you the best in the world at what we do, and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, Ring the Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell. We are firmly locked in, strapped in, seat belted in on the road to WrestleMania. But as always, there's a few stops along the way. And this weekend, tomorrow night as we release this, the latest stop sees us enter the Elimination Chamber. I'm your host, Andrew, with me, returning far too long away, it's Ali Thompson. Long-term injury sabbatical, it seems. Thanks for having me, sir. Welcome back. And what a time to come back. We're on the road to WrestleMania. It's it's the time. It's the time all wrestling fans, you know, growing up. This is this was the the three, four months that we all we all couldn't wait for at times, wasn't it? It, it obviously back in the day before things changed, it used to be around Survivor Series time, they'd still start teasing a couple of matches, get get that anticipation flowing, and then come rumble, they'd really kick things into gear and it was non-stop. It's been a bit hit and miss and stunted more in the last few years, but we have to be optimistic. This is when we have to, you know what, forget about the rest of the last half of last year and everything that's been going on. And we've got fans coming back. There's going to be fans in the arena at WrestleMania, hopefully, as long as something else doesn't come up. And we could be getting back to some kind of a, a wrestling normality, at least in WWE. Yeah. Yeah, 30,000 fans. So, I mean, it'll just make such a difference, you know. Just On both nights as well. A bit like all sports, you know. It's just not quite the same without having that live crowd. No more piped-in noise um, at the wrong times. Chamber. Uh, it's safe to say yeah. that the build-up for this is a little bit all over the place. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we discussed this briefly off, off pod. It's just... Nothing's really making sense. I mean, I guess these two shows, this one and with Fastlane, and what well, maybe three, four weeks time, um, they always tend to be almost looked over. Um, but these ones seem a bit more obviously like useless than the normal. I mean, there's some good matches that'll be great, great viewing. But as far as advancing stories, I don't know. It might be a bit up in the air. Well, let's go through the very few matches that have been announced now. Uh, we're not going to follow specifically the WWE website here because they're, they've I mean, just given up on on updating on some cases. So we're gonna we're gonna go based on the TV shows and what we've seen, and not so much on the website. So let's start with the newly announced tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. It's uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Myhole Jax. That's a thing now. I don't know why. This is this is creative in 2021. This this is what we're working with, people. Uh, they defend the belts in a in a classic WWE trope, which hasn't been used in quite some time. Actually, it's the feuding uh, opponents, main new opponents. It seems going for the tag team titles. It's Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Yeah, here comes your Sasha Banks heel turn, doesn't it? I don't think it's going to be. I think this is this is like a Cena Batista, uh, Austin Michaels in mid ninety seven. Uh, Austin Undertaker, where opponents team up against a, a, a common enemy and a tag team champions. John Cena, Shawn Michaels, lean up to WrestleMania 22, I believe it was. Oh, sorry, 23. Um, they were tag team champions. 
and I think this could be this, this appears to be going back to that. That you know, there's a common enemy in in Bejlu and Naya. Somehow they've just immediately got a few here. <laughs> Sasha and Bianca. I mean, Sasha is the most heelish baby face you've ever seen, and in some ways, so is Bianca. They're both very arrogant baby faces who believe they're the best and very obnoxiously state it on multiple occasions. That it's very weird the dynamic both of those characters have. Who am I cheering for here? Because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like Sasha's never really been hated apart from the rivalry when when Bailey was the proper good girl Bailey. Um, she's always been loved, but yeah, they are. If you look to the traditional heel and babyface look, yeah, Sasha and Bianca, everything about them is that almost like that Ric Flair arrogant, but still, you know, heelish tactics. Yeah. Whereas you've got. Well, just Naya and Shayna. I mean, I don't think many folk want to elaborate much on on those two. It's just such a strange combination, poorly, poorly managed. Naya, for me, I, Naya shouldn't even be at that level. Um, and Vince and, and creative on the main roster have ruined Shayna. Well, Shay, Shayna is absolutely wasted. Absolutely, this is why yeah. people didn't want us to come up to the main roster for this exact reason. So. It's what we feared, and unfortunately, that's coming true. I mean, as far as the match itself, I'm sure it'll be okay. Uh, at this point, where we are on the TV on on storylines, Bianca's not chosen her WrestleMania champion yet, has she? No, she's not. No, so okay. So given that's that she's ignored Asuka, apart from one show, one appearance on Raw, and she's focused purely on SmackDown. It appears to telegraph heavily where they're going to be putting Bianca come WrestleMania time. Yeah, you'd like to think. I mean, as you mentioned, uh, Asuka was meant to face Lacey. Um, yeah. Quite obviously, due to the, the, the pregnancy, that's not going to head. So you'd, you'd imagine, typical WWE style, Charlotte will be the, the standard replacement. Match there. Um, the, I mean, the story was built there with the tag titles. I, I don't know why they, they didn't. If they were going to put Charlotte in that role, I don't know why they didn't just keep the titles on it and do the the traditional breakup cost the title, let's get the title shot. At least there was a story to it rather than just throwing Charlotte in. For this one, I've, I'm sure I heard on Wednesday when I was listening that Naya and Shayna are challenging the, 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 the... What's the girl's name? Who oh, won yeah, the, NXT. They, yeah, they're on March the 3rd, they're due to defend the belts. Two weeks uh, against, yes. uh, is it Dakota Kai and uh, Ra- uh, Gonzalez? Ra- Yes, that's yeah. the one. So obviously that match um, may change now, depending on the outcome of obviously the chamber tomorrow night. But uh, I, I don't. I can only see new champions here because I, I know Vince loves to do the, you know, the, the the, fe- the feuding opponents as tag champs. It, it's a crutch that he leans on. Could you see it being a a, a change and then an almost change back within a week or so? Uh, they hmm, they may decide to put the women's belts in NXT. Yeah, they may decide to switch it, and you could have you you could have that's how they have a breakup that one of Bianca or Sasha are at fault, and they have a, yeah. a, a set two, and then Bianca. The, the the issue I've got with this is you don't need to build a feud between Bianca and Sasha because the feud is that Bianca can say I choose you. They don't need to build up a hatred. You could just have Bianca go. I respect you. You're a great champion. You're one of the best we've ever had hyperbole involved but I want to, I'm the EST of WWE I want to prove myself against the best 
and I believe you're the best. You are my WrestleMania opponent. Don't have to have a feud. Don't have to have a breakup or you cost us this match, you cost us the belts. The feud, the story is she won the Rumble. Save the feuds for Asuka to get her a challenge, whether it be Alexa or Charlotte or anyone else. You don't need to do a breakup leading into a violent fallout. As Bianca has that shot. There's your story. Yeah, and the story, as you say, even using your, you know, your 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 words there, um, Sasha's got those heel instincts, and maybe one of the best female heels I've seen in a long, long time in WWE. That she could just automatically take offence to Bianca choosing her. You know, making her feel like the she was the weaker of the two at her and Asuka, and she's going to show her. You know, the story, as you say, the story yeah. is built there. All that, yeah. Having to try. You could, in, okay, in that case, saying, oh, I want to prove myself against the best, and you're the best, Sasha. Say, you know, whether it be that Sasha overhears or misconstrues how Bianca says it, but it could be, I want to win the Women's Championship at Mania, and I've got more chance against against Sasha. That's a slight. Yeah. It's, it's building up the arrogance that Bianca has. It's it's offering uh, a slight that, that Sasha could go, hang on a minute, I don't take too kindly to that, bitch. That's it. You want this belt. You have to beat the best to do it. You may be the EST, but I'm the best in this business. Okay, there you go. Well, I'm the boss, isn't it? Just yeah, I'm the, the boss. The boss here. Exactly. Not the line. So there's enough ways to get to it. I just don't know why we have to go through the let's put them as a team. They're going to probably have a fallout. They're probably going to lose the match. Or if they do win the belts, they'll lose them in a couple of weeks in NXT. It gets the belts in NXT because what is there on WWE main roster TV right now that actually qualifies as competent, believable, well-built-up female tag teams? There aren't. You had one. The Iconics were there and they got split to be put in random tag teams. Like, yeah, there's only it? two tag, tag teams, isn't there? There's the Iconics and there's the Riot Squad. I mean, Natalia and Tamina, and I'm all for Tamina. I'm on the Tamina train, but Natalia and Tamina, like, is that a team now? No one cares about Natalia. With all due respect, no one gives a shit about Natalia anymore. They haven't done for years. So, and they they were having a, a few a, a, a few weeks ago. Who's going to finish number thirty in the Rumble? They're a team now. Yeah. But what? Just stick the belts in NXT. You've got Candice LeRae down there. Um, obviously in, in the way team they've got there. You've got enough people. You've got a whole performance center full of graduates. You can move up on the women's side and put the belts on them to make those belts seem something on NXT. But I just feel you're going to be using them to build up this feud between Sasha and Bianca that doesn't need to be built up in that way. Yeah, I, I, I now fear you could be right. I, I hadn't thought of it in your way. Um, I, I didn't. I automatically. I, I hate WWE's way of just putting two randoms together, like Nia and Shayna. In fairness, as well, you know, and make them make them all of a sudden a tag team. As someone who who grew up absolutely loving tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. I just think WWE of all the brands, especially, they just they have no care for tag teams whatsoever, um, and I, I almost don't care about any tag team titles. Um, and I can only hope because at least Nia and Shayna have now been together for a while, a little bit. But then they started as opponents. They like they started like yeah. each other, and they're tag team champs twice. Like, yeah. I mean, here's here's a question: Who are the Raw tag team champions at the moment? That that dead air says a lot. Is it Dolphin Rude or are they on SmackDown? I think they're on SmackDown. Are they the champ? I, okay. I don't know. I thought the Profits or did the Pro- I don't know. I genuinely the, Profit, the Profits, whatever brand they're on, the Profits lost. 
Okay. Do Bobby Roode and Dolph. Right. Because they're so, trying to get a rematch. One of them's injured. Okay, so they're on SmackDown. So who's the Raw Tag Team Champ right, right now? Is it, is it no New idea. Day? Or did they lose them? No, they've lost them. So whoever they lost them to. I, I genuinely um, don't know who the Tag Team Champions are on Raw right now. I'll add to that. Name me five tag teams in WWE right now. Not including the Usos and the Prophets. Okay. Uh, Otis and Chad Gable is one. Oh, they're a thing, yeah. Um, you can't count Shinsuke, Nax, and Cesaro now because they turned heel, but now they're both baby faces, but they're not teaming anymore. So they're out. Correct. Um, yeah. Not letting you have the Mysterios as a tag team either. They don't count. Uh, yep. The Viking Raiders are injured, or one of them is injured. I think one is, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck are the tag team champions on Raw? <laughs> no idea. I shall. Uh, I shall Google as as your. Unbelievable. Okay, so while we found that out, because it's really bad that we are genuinely stumped as to who the tag team champions are on Raw. I can't picture in my mind any team holding those belts right now. I, I can't think. I I don't know. Are, you, are the raw? It's um the do 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 do. Uh, Shelton Benjamin. Old standard, yes. A uh, uh, her business. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. Cedric yeah, and Shelton, good. right. That, but again, they're singles guys in a tag team. That that's stable, and I yeah. love the Hurt Business. I absolutely fucking adore the Hurt Business. They're brilliant. It's made Lashy look like a superstar. Uh, Shelton is is amazing anyway. Cedric is at the doghouse and looking great. MVP is just MVP. You know, he's got his role and he's fine with it. But they don't have a tag team in their ranks. They're made up of singles guys and they're holding a lot of the gold. But again, it's it's, ra- it's people thrown together to form a tag team. That's it. Yep. So that is the state of tag team wrestling. Let's get off that tangent and go back to the, tag team, the women's tag team match. So we've said how we feel about it. Let's now do what we think is going to happen. Ali, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think, are we going to see new tag team champions in the boss and the EST? Or are Shayna and Nia going to retain? Whilst I like your your method, I am going to stick with my original opinion. I think the, the champions will stay. Nia and Shayna will keep them. And this is where we'll see the you know the argument and the, the official the official competition begin for Sasha and uh, Bianca for Mania. I, I think they, I think Nia and Shayna remain title title champions. I usually would agree. However, if depending on how much forethought goes into TV ratings, I would consider having Sasha and Bianca win here, and then in two weeks go on into NXT as returning heroes to NXT. Pop a TV rating against AEW on that Wednesday night and have them defend against the Dusty Classic winners. Because there's a chance that that could pop a rating. Yeah, all four girls. I mean, I'd say out of the four, like Shayna and Sasha are probably the two most loved from the NXT audience out of the uh, out of the other two. But Bianca still has I mean, that. She's still relatively new into it. only mainly last year where she came up. So that's within the 12 months. So if you can advertise former NXT superstar Bianca Belair and former NXT Women's Champion Sasha Banks return as tag team champions defending against and the main event of the show, That's there's a chance that could pop a decent rating on a Wednesday night. So 
if you want to think about it in that way from a business point of view, it might be worth having that. And then you could do the breakup angle on NXT um, just to try and get a few more hours on that program. So you still get the same destination. Yeah. You just maybe choose a different way of getting there. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, yeah, let's let's see how it goes. It's, it'll be an interesting one now. The two of us have fought different opinions, but I think we can tell either way it's going to be the, the typical standard uh, WWE booking. Yes. You know, the, it's going to be a short-term change if it's a change. Or I think either way, I think NXT have the title. Um, March the 4th, as you said. Either that or the third option is that Sasha and Bianca win, they retain on NXT, and they go into Mania as the tag team champions, or they do the breakup angle at Fastlane to give that pay-per-view some kind of importance. Because right now, that show seems dead in the water already. So you need to have something happen on Fastlane to justify that even being in the calendar to start with. So yeah. you could have a defense against Shayna and Nia, against Tamina and Natalia, against anyone else. And that's where you do the break. The, the breakup angle has happened at some point. We just don't know where it's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's one thing we could all agree on, definitely. Okay, up next, triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship. At least it is at the moment because we're not sure about the second challenger. What we do know is that Bobby Lashley is the US champion. He's held it for a while now. And he's facing at least Riddle. Now, say what you will about Riddle. The character's a joke. It ain't good. It ain't entertaining. It's a waste of what he can do. But at least he's in the talk in the total picture, and at least he's in the total feud. That's a start, right? Yep. Now the second challenger in this match is supposed to be Keith Lee, and he's advertised on the Reed's website. However, Keith Lee was not at Raw this past week, and there was no mention of him on Raw in any angle that was involving uh, Bobby and Riddle. So right now, Keith Lee's status for Elimination Chamber is unknown. We know he was off with because uh, Mia Yim had COVID recently, and that's why Keith Lee missed the Royal Rumble because he was isolating with with Mia. But Keith Lee's been back since then, but now he's gone again. Now I know him and Mia Yim got engaged recently. Congratulations! But Mia's not been on TV or Reckoning. No loss there, obviously. But uh, with retribution, but Keith Lee, we don't know. So we're hearing a lot of stories that Vince isn't keen on Keith Lee. He thinks he needs more seasoning. Oh, my God. Uh, there's more reports coming out in the last few days that people aren't really in favor of Keith Lee's push if he's getting one. And there's a quite a bit of pushback on Keith Lee. So I think this is another one of those NXT guys, main roster. Uh-oh, it ain't going to happen. Where's Keith Lee? Yeah, when when was he was he last on Raw two weeks ago then? Yeah, he showed up when he was back? night after Rumble or the week after Rumble. But I know he's been on TV yeah. because they did the build up to get to this match. Yeah, Lashley attacked him, didn't he? Yes. After the but after the match, he wasn't written off for an injury because there was no mention of Keith on this week, this past week's Raw. So it wasn't even like oh Lashley injured him. There was just nothing. There's been no word on Keith Lee at all. I didn't. I hadn't even picked that up on Monday night actually. Um, I had been looking forward to this triple threat, but the story uh, is Riddle and Lashley. Yeah, and even Lashley's social media is only talking about Riddle as well. So, uh, based on that, at the moment, on the promotion side of it and the TV side of it, it would appear that Keith Lee could be out. Um, yeah, I mean, we've heard, well, as you mentioned, the, the rumours of like Vince not liking Keith and 
not being as as popular, which is which is very strange because I think you're you're along my lines as well, are just very high on Keith Lee and big guy can do high risk moves. He's a big guy that can move. You'd think he'd be Vince's project. Otis, for fuck's sake, was Vince's project last year. <laughs> Keith Lee's not. Like, I, I don't yeah. get it. I, I don't understand what. I don't. I don't I mean. I still, in in many ways, Vince McMahon will always be a genius to me. At least financially, if a dude can get a million, a billion dollars out of Peacock and a billion dollars out of Fox, and he can get fifty million dollars a show in Saudi Arabia, blood money it may be, and he can sell sponsorship to the main event of WrestleMania separate to sponsorship of the event itself, the guy can make money better than anyone else. But when it comes to creative. Yeah. Ugh, I I don't know anymore. Well, I I know nothing because I mean, as you mentioned, all those deals, and if he's getting those deals now for these this product that he's putting out now, I mean, imagine what he when the product was good. Like, how are you? How the hell has have you been able to sell the entire network to NBC when they? I've never known apart. Okay, not for a long time then, but it's been a long time since there's been this much critical. Uh, unhappiness with the product now put it down to aw fans sort of taking their side over with the fresh young upstart or whatever the case is and this isn't the time for an awwe debate they're very different in in some ways um but either way WWE are not a great product overall roman's great drew's great certain things are good but it's not a great picture overall but if you can make that kind of money for what they're presenting I, I can't explain it. Yeah, like the man's a genius. Financially, as I mean, you're very like much a you know you're a WWE guy. Um, but as you said, like for every for every good, as in for every Roman Reigns you get, you know we're still getting three, four horrendous decisions um, weekly. I mean, Raw Raw is almost a waste of three hours at times. Um, yeah. SmackDown's been you know consistently good, very 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 little few shows, especially since Heyman's went over there. Daniel Bryan's on helping with uh, uh-huh. writing, I yep. think, quite well known. So that show's got a lot of wrestling mind behind it. Unfortunately, Raw's just not been the same, and that's where the letdown's been. NXT's been quite a, not a, not a letdown as such, but not been as high on a, on NXT as I, I think I, NXT's well. under the radar that people don't realise. I think if you watch NXT, and a lot of people don't, no, well, it's on there, but it's not as I don't think it's up to date. I don't think it's, it's not live. Yeah, no, no. But if you think NXT have Pete Dunne, Finn Balor, yeah. Gargano, you know, Champ is on the sidelines. Obviously, just did the stuff with with Timothy Thatcher. Oh, you've got Karrion Cross is back. You yep. know, you've got and obviously LA Knight's come over, who used to be in, in Impact Wrestling. Uh, Eli Drake has obviously recently oh, yeah. showed up. You've got you've got this great talent, and you they're teasing Walter coming over. God, I wish you know. And you've got the Keith, uh, the the um, you got the. Uh, Carl O'Reilly stuff of Adam Cole yeah. and Adam Cole's like the biggest hit in the company. NXT has so much good that I think is ignored by a lot of people. And SmackDown have has the big the big dog. The greatest thing in WWE right now is Roman Reigns, and therefore I'd say that. But we're seeing what he's always been capable of doing. How can WWE present SmackDown consistently good, NXT quietly solid, and on the other hand present an absolute piece of shit at times like Monday Night Raw? How yeah. do you do that? Well, I, I mean, I, I watch Raw on a Monday, um, not the full show anymore. I just watch the the hour and a half, like, 
repeat. I watch Impact, I watch NWA, I watch AEW, I watch NXT and I watch SmackDown. Raw's the worst show of the week. And it's not close. And there might be some good on Raw, you know. We, oh, definitely, we, yeah. We got Drew versus AJ, went over half hour last week. You had the Gauntlet match, went nearly an hour. Good, great competitive wrestling with talented wrestlers. Alexa, every, on the screen. Yeah. Um, you've got, obviously, not ever, not everyone's taste, but a lot of people like the supernatural stuff with The Fiend, and they're looking forward to The Fiend's return and what they're going to do and, and things like that. But for every good thing that people like, you have utter dross that you can't believe. One has been written, two has been approved, three has gone through Vince, and four it's made to screen. Like, where's quality control? Like, yeah. I know there's all this talk about, like, so much we're seeing at the moment about how information is being kept very close guarded. So Vince decides it, Bruce Pritchard knows about it, and no one else knows. Like, there's no chain of conversation. It's literally, I think we're going to do this. Pow, that's such great shit. And Bruce is like, yeah, great, Vince. Brilliant. Love that idea. And it just doesn't go anywhere else. Like, it's being decided very, very close-knit. And there's no – and look on SmackDown. It said Daniel Bryan's on there. Paul Heyman's involved. Roman Reigns is writing his own shit, and he's knocking it out of the park. Like, Roman doesn't do anything that Roman doesn't want to do. Like, we heard the story a while ago. Damien Priest was just coming to SmackDown. And Roman's like, no, it doesn't make sense. We're not doing it. Like, Roman is doing everything he wants to do. And it's working. Yeah, it's, it's, it's again, I, I look at a lot of SmackDown. As you say, like, Roman's doing his own stuff there as well. But I, I, I firmly believe Paul Heyman's got a massive impact and a lot of stuff that's going on, and talking smack afterwards as well. Oh yes, yes. Talking smack's better than Raw, and that has oh. no wrestling on it. I, 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 I watch talking smack like the bits that we get to see, and I, I honestly, I'm not sure of Paul Heyman and Kaylee. Is it Kaylee? Is that her name? Oh, Charlie Caruso. Charlie Caruso. I'm not sure if they like each other. <laughs> I'm not sure they do. It's, it's scary how how real it looks. Like we've had. Did you see the Cesaro promo from last week on Talking Smack? Oh, yes. He never cut a promo like that on WWE TV in the time he's been that member. He's never been allowed to. But on Talking yeah. Smack, which I'm guessing Vince doesn't any have any involvement in because Vince is done by it. So it shows over on what if Vince even shows up. He's done. I don't think he's left, he's left to his own devices. So yeah. Heyman just gets Biggie on there to make Biggie look good. Daniel Bryan can be himself on there. Cesaro can talk on there like we know he Paul can. Cruz. Yeah, Apollo Crews is a chance. The promo Biggie and Heyman had a few weeks ago, my God. Like, that promo alone made me want to see Biggie versus Roman at WrestleMania. Like, all yep. told, on one segment with Biggie and Heyman. Daniel Bryan, yep. same thing. Cesaro, inject Cesaro versus Roman into my veins based on that promo alone. It's better than Raw, and it shouldn't be that way. No. <laughs> Anyway, let's circle back to the triple threat match that may still be a singles match. We don't actually know. Now, does your prediction alter depending if Keith Lee shows up or not? No. So in that case, who's your winner? Lashley. Okay. Reason? I think they finally got Lashley right. You know, they're finally portraying him the way he should be portrayed. Lashley is a credible fighter. Um, like we're, we're not talking Brock Lesnar level here, but you know, he's that big guy. He was brought over for the Lashley Brock. You know, that's what everybody wanted to see. Yeah. We're now finally seeing Bobby be that big, dominant, just athletic. The on Monday, yeah, Monday past, 
when he came down and attacked Riddle after Riddle won the match. Mm-hmm. And he's in the suit with the jacket off and he's just huge and he looks he looks really just he looks perfect, you know, that crisp suit and he and he's ragdolling Riddle He just looks like a monster. Um I think Riddle can play the part. It it disappoints me that Riddle's not portrayed a little stronger just because we know his MMA background. But Lashley's a monster and Riddle, unfortunately, size wise, like pales in comparison. Um I just like the way they make Lashley look strong and um and for me I don't think they should change it just yet, even though I don't even know that Hurts Riddle, Riddle's character can still be the same. They could actually portray him a little bit stronger against lower guys than him for a few weeks and maybe get his title shot back at Mania and then maybe get a run for the title with Lashley going on maybe up to the main event scene. See, uh, that, that actually feeds into what I was say. I have a theory that they're doing this to build up Lashley to face Drew after Mania because yeah. he, faced, he faced Drew after Mania last year, didn't he? Wasn't he Drew's first challenger? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it was a one yeah. thing, didn't go anywhere. No one believed Lashley would win because Drew had just won the title. But mm. if Drew does retain at Mania or win the belt back at Mania, depending on how the chamber goes, if you can get the belt off Lashley without being pinned, therefore a triple threat match or a multiple yep. match at Mania, ladder match maybe, then Lashley can go on to the main event, never having actually lost his total vibe pinfall, Keep him looking strong. Got to keep him strong. And therefore, he can be a credible, built-up, dominant threat to Drew McIntyre. Yeah. yeah. Just attack go, attack the champion right after Raw. Right yeah. on Raw. Not after Mania. Attack him. Yeah. yeah. Or even, yeah, even at Mania, as soon as he wins the title, just come out and make a, make a splash. But, I mean, that takes away from if we're saying Drew's champion, giving him yeah. his... I think it's a night after Mania kind of thing. I think it's yep. actually emerging as a, a credible challenger. I mean, if Drew doesn't doesn't win it back at Mania and retains at Mania, then hell, give Bobby the belt a backlash or whatever the next show is. If Drew's already the champion, has been for a few months by that point, yep. you're not like it's not like you're taking the shine off of Drew having just won it and to lose it again. It means he's lost it after a good what? But you've got five months by then. Six months almost with the with the title because he won uh, back before uh, Survivor Series, didn't he? From Randy. From Randy, yeah. So come uh, after Mania time, you're talking it'd be five six months as champion. Yeah, if, if for me, if Drew retains at Mania, if he goes in as champion, still being champion from all the way through, I'd have slight storyline build up from almost from now of like Bobby and Drew maybe in the corridor or something. Um, yeah. Just yeah, maybe even in even in a tag match somehow, um, where there's just they don't touch, no touching, but just maybe slight looks or like as you say, like a little bump in the corridor in the passing or just making comments, you know, in the background. The other um, thing I actually just just now thought of, we don't know yet, based on what we think Edge is gonna do regarding Mania, what's to say that Lashley doesn't lose his belt here and he ends up challenging Drew at Mania for the title? Oh, that's fair. We're just assuming that someone like a Sheamus, because they've got that Drew Sheamus rivalry they've been bubbling under with, we're just assuming that's Mania. Why can't that be Fastlane? Why can't Drew then need a dance partner for Mania? Lashley's dominant, been beating people up, doesn't actually lose his championship on his own decision. So it gets, you know, whether it be Keith Lee, Pinch, Riddle, or vice versa. And Lashley goes on to Mania to face Drew. Yeah, yeah. 
we're looking at Chamber thinking, who's Drew going to face at Mania? If it's it, Drew and Jeff, that's not going to be a Mania match. Drew and AJ, been done. Drew and Randy, been done. Drew and Kofi, never going to happen at Mania. Drew and Sheamus, yeah, probably, but it doesn't have to be. Has to be Bobby or Bobby or um, Sheamus. You know, now you go through it all, and you know that's the only ones that can make can make logical sense. But maybe um, Lashley's being built up ready for Drew's Mania opponent. Yeah, I, I'd I'd enjoy that. I, I'd still prefer the Sheamus. I would. One more. I'll go into it later on, um, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm all for it. As I say, I'm, okay. I, I want Bobby Lashley in the right. in the main so event. You, guy. You're pulling for Bobby to to retain the belt here, then, yeah. I still think. Yeah, I'm going to go with with my my method of Bobby wins here. Um, but I do like the the losing in a multi man match somehow, um, where he doesn't lose the title as such. Okay, uh, if it's triple threat, I pick. Either Keith or Riddle. I don't know who. Let's just give it to Riddle. Why not? Uh, even though I mean he'd have to pin Keith because Lashley shouldn't be taking the pinfall if you are build them up for Drew. If it's a singles match, then I'd say Bobby retains. Yeah, that's. A, do you know what? That's a fair shout. Out, I am. Now that you mention the the Bobby uh, Drew mania, if it's a triple threat, I can see it. If, if it's a triple threat, I'm, I'm going to go for Riddle then. And if it's a singles, I'm going to stick with Lashley. Right. Okay. Up next, uh, Elimination Chamber match uh, with no championship on the line, but the opportunity uh, championship match. It's Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens versus Cesaro versus King Corbin versus Jay Uso and versus Sami Zayn. The winner faces Roman Reigns directly after for the Universal Championship. First things first, match quality. This should be outstanding. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, there's not there's not a bad act in here. Um, One stands out, and that's with all due respect to Corbin. He's not on the same level as a lot of these guys. He's not. We have to. We will accept this on the level. He's, he's the best heel out of them all. Well, maybe not. Sammy's been great. In fairness, but I loved Corbin. Jay, Jay's got the heel heat through Roman, and Roman a bit ringside. You have to assume. So Jay will have the Roman's heat. Yeah, I say heat. There's no crowd. There's there's a Thunderdome, yeah. and they pipe in what they want. So you can't say you have heat. They'll have the heat be whatever WWE want it to be. So that that really is is a, is a negative point. It's moot. But as as that hateable hill that as viewers you want to see him to beat up, Corbin takes that because you you have to love Sammy Zayn. You have to love Sammy. You can't hate Sammy. Jay so you kind of think, well, I don't like you because you're a Roman, but actually. I think I just don't like you because you're a Roman. I actually have no real interest in you generally otherwise. People love Cesaro. People love Daniel Bryan. People love Kevin Owens. Yep. It's Corbin is, is the default Corbin heel. Born, yeah. yeah, that's it. But the match itself, there's no reason why this shouldn't be... this. And no, don't obviously build up, but we could be looking at a match of the year candidate here. I, I, what ruins it is the, the structure that it's in. I just don't want to see it in a chamber. It makes no sense. I I don't like the fact the championship's not on the line. Yep. Only because have we actually been given the storyline reason why Roman Reigns isn't defending his belt? No, just because he's head of the table and he decides what he's doing. But they've all but, but if you can make Drew defend his belt, 
which apparently Shane McMahon arranged that. I don't know how Shane booked that match, but Shane apparently booked... Well, Shane was there when Adam Pearce announced it. I'm confused over what Shane's role actually is. He's, he's out of the underground, and he's doing fuck all else I can work out. So Drew is in the chamber match, and he's fine with it, it seems. He's not arguing it, but Roman doesn't want to be, and he's not. Like All I need is just some clarity over what stroke kayfabe-wise... He actually has. And yeah, I don't. I, I can't recall anything being said. He's maybe mentioned it in a promo. Um. Okay, so do you think this? Do you think this match should we should be for the championship with Roman Reigns? Does this match work without Roman in there in the traditional chamber championship sense? This work. Yes, this is perfect for the for the Roman Reigns character. As you say, Absolutely. if we could have got some clarity, um, we're just like just with some reasoning, just some logical reasoning. This works perfect for his character, you know. Like, no, I'm I'm better than all you. You're you're all making money off me, my name. This is what I'm all about. I'm the head of the table, you know. I'm the 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 high chief, whatever it is. Um, so you 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 do your bit, and then I'll fight whoever's left at the end. Weakened opponent, he can beat him, you know, fairly handedly. You could get this a surprise where it looks like he's he's going to close, you know, he's going to lose, but ultimately he's the fresher man and win. Fits it fits his story perfectly. Unfortunately, it also buries completely whoever loses. I know they'll be tired. I I get that, you know, the the kayfabeness of the the chamber, but. It's just another loss for the sake of a loss for that person. And if that's Kevin Owens, you're done. He's lost too many times. It, it, Kevin Owens can't win this match. Okay, so that's, so that's really the question. So put aside the fact that whether we think Roman should be in there or not and, and the storyline and the kayfabe point of it, we're looking, let's rule that straight away. Corbin's not winning this match. We know that straight away. Yep. Sami Zayn is not winning this match. The, the winner, one of the, you're looking at three winners here. You're looking at Cesaro. Actually, there's two. I'll go to two two avenues here. From a an actual wrestling match that Roman has to actually fight and win point of view to put like babyface heat on a challenger who's worked a match then has to go up against the head of the table. You're looking at Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, one of the three winners that have to win this match and then go in as the underdog against a fresh Roman Reigns. Yep, absolutely. From the other side of it, you could have Roman help Jay win because then Roman just beats Jay who lays down. So Roman is that obnoxious hill. You really want to see him get his get beaten and he's going to find another way of getting through a total defense when he helps Jay win and he'll then make Jay lay down. But do we want to see that on pay-per-view? Yeah, I, I don't. Again, it, it builds Roman though. This is the difference. We're not, we, we need to stop looking at what we want to see as fans. We want to see a nice, we want to see a Cesaro or a Daniel Bryan and even if Roman's going to continue, you know those two are going to, they have that Iron Man, you know, willpower, the stamina, they'll be able to fight, especially Cesaro, the way Cesaro's been portrayed, even from the very beginning, you know, with the superhuman strength, the, the cardio for days, the, you know, that, that he's almost like a superhero who just doesn't win, clearly. Um, but do you want to see Daniel Bryan get the shot if it's an impromptu thing where you can't build it up? Because we all want Daniel Bryan versus Roman at Mania with weeks and weeks of build-up. You can't have that. I think as a fan, I now want Jay also to win because it doesn't matter if he loses. Like I, we already know the the winner, it doesn't matter. Who cares? 
You know, we want to see a great match. Excellent. We're going to see a really good match. There's too many good wrestlers in here not to see a match. But if Cesaro wins, yes, our guy has won. But we know he's going to lose ultimately fairly easily. Same with Daniel Bryan. Same with Kevin Owens. So let's just let Jay win somehow via Roman's help at the end. Let's get a good match for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Let's Roman somehow helps Jay in the final three or final two. Um, Jay's the last one in, say, um, and then take the easy way. You could you could almost have Jay like in turmoil. What to do? You know whether to attack Roman or or just lie down, um, and it, that could maybe create some tension. In the especially if Jimmy helps Jay win, then Jimmy urges Jay to actually fight, and Roman's telling him to lay down. Yeah, something like that. You know, then it'll create some tension with beneath the you know in the in the tribal family. Um, you don't want to. All the guys that you mentioned, the good guys who we want to win. Ultimately, we want Cesaro, we want Brian, and we want uh, Kevin Owens. Like realistically, if this was any other main event, that would probably be the three who would be rooting for. But you don't want them to win and then come up against the fresh Roman who we know is going to then win handedly. Yeah. We know Roman's not losing the title here. So the the the, the best option for a fan I, for me ultimately ends with just Roman beating Jay. Um, where you could create, as we, as I mentioned there about the, with Jay or Jimmy, whatever ones in there, I get confused. Um, it could create turmoil inside that. So then it's a, a lingering story for a later date as well. Okay, so putting aside what no, the fan would want to see, what do you think is going to happen in this chamber? Who's going to win? I think the way it's been going, I think Cesaro wins, um, and Roman obviously walks away with the title. Okay, so that goes into into then Roman Reigns versus Cesaro for the Universe Championship. Do you think we get a a pretty one handed, one sided yeah. win over someone who's tired, or will Cesaro fight and fight and fight and not give up, and eventually Roman has to really work and it puts Cesaro over because he's he's pushed Roman to the very limits? How much do you think they would then push Cesaro in defeat? I think they give him the first five minutes of the match, like on offense, like. Maybe he's down in the corner um, from from winning. Um, and just as he gets up, Roman tries to spear. He maybe moves out of the way, hits him with a couple of uppercuts, maybe gets him in the, the Cesaro swing. Um, and then just as he's going to go for the finisher and looks like he's going to win, Roman almost like hits him with a, the Superman punch spear and one, two, three. Like, I, I don't think it'll almost be a match, if you know what I mean. It'll be like the... It'll be the hits from both guys. Um, and I think Cesaro gets his in first. And then because Roman's fresh, it's a, right, on you go. Because the singles match that follows is probably going to realistically be a foregone conclusion, would you think about giving Owens that one last shot just to finally wrap up that story? Or is a fourth pay-per-view title shot just at least one or two too many for KO? <laughs> Four title shots, four defeats. Like, yeah. doesn't he just lose credibility if you do that way? I know he's protected by the he's been in a forty-minute match or half an hour match, however long they go. I just think if you look, because it doesn't matter what the match, how good it is, or how well, and and Owens has looked kind of silly in some matches, not not by his own fault, but just the way it's been booked. And uh-huh. I think if you had one more, for me. At least if they leave it here, he can go into a 
obviously not the main event, but just you know that just that next step down, and he can still be having like semi main event matches. Um, whereas storyline wise, I think if you if he loses again, he's almost he's almost ridiculed whoever he challenges. Like if you look at in a a UFC type or a or a main event type fight, you know if the same guy lost four in a row and then challenges anybody in the top five, they're just going like, why, why, what does it do for me? And I feel if you've got to try and look at wrestling, and this is where I feel creative go wrong, I guess. This is the way you almost have to look at wrestling because you want to believe it's real. Well, whilst we all know it's wrong, uh, it's not wrong. It's um, it's scripted and it's and it's you know made up. But we want to see realness. We want to believe in it. The believability factor is there, and it's why go back to Sheena. It's why I'm so disappointed in how she's portrayed because we know what she can produce. Same way Riddle. Okay, so your call is Cesaro to win the Chamber Cesaro and then lose Reigns to Roman. Okay. Um, the story is built up for an underdog and realistically the biggest underdog in there is Daniel Bryan. And as much as I'd love to see a proper Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns feud hidden to Mania, we're not going to get that. So I, I'm going to call Daniel Bryan to win and then come so, so close to unseating Roman but Roman sneaks out the win in the end and kind of puts Daniel Bryan over a bit. And yeah, that's that's my shout. Daniel Bryan to win, but then lose to Roman. Yeah, I mean, that one I can see happening the most. In fact, taking over my... I mean, I'm, I'm still going to go to Cesaro, but Daniel Bryan is so unselfish. And I think it says a lot about the, the wrestler, the man. Um, and we know he's, you know, helping the creative team and part of the writing. He's quite happy to to take pins, to take falls, um, because it doesn't hurt Daniel Bryan. Um, so it's very plausible that your way your way is the is the right way. But he's lost a lot recently, and at some point he's got to win. Now, winning the Chamber makes up for those losses, but then he's still going to go and lose to, to Roman. But again, as you... By the way, we both agree, Roman's walking out with the championship. No yeah, what. definitely. Right, main event. Well, I don't know what actually main events. This might main event. Roman might main event. I don't know. But either way, the other headline match. Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defends against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, and Sheamus. And Sheamus is last entry in the Chamber match. Where do you see this one going? Is this a foregone conclusion that Drew wins? Or do you call a new champion? I I call a new champion. Um, I... Actually, I'm trying to second guess WWE here. If I'm writing what I'm still going to go for, I'm still going to make it as my prediction. Sheamus wins the title here. Um, Sheamus goes down the route of Drew, you can't beat me. Um, I'm not sure if if Drew's beat Sheamus one on one, or you'd have to go back the the record books. But you could still you could play along long enough that you know you can't beat me. You could have them. You could have them rematch again. Monday Night Raw or the Fallen Raw, Drew loses again. Sheamus is like, look, no more. You could give him back-to-back Monday Night Raw title matches, you know, and he loses both times, even with Sheamus cheating somehow. Um, and look, Drew, you're not going to title on. You need to earn it now, you know, like you've had your chance. And I think, as we mentioned briefly offline, you could use Fastlane for that. You could put Drew in some sort of, I don't know, I don't want to see another gauntlet, as I've said, because we've, we seem to be seeing him too often just now. But mm-hmm. find a way where the odds are stacked. Maybe let Sheamus pick a match. Like put in, I don't know, there's nobody really got a specialist match anymore. But 
you know, like back in the day when you had like obviously Undertaker had Hell in the Cell or Hardy's had the table match, some something along those lines. Uh, put Drew in an I Quit match against a submission specialist of Raw. I don't know off the top of my head like what submission specialist, but you know something like that. Um, and Drew has to overcome it at Fastlane to get the to get the title shot back at Mania. And then for me, you give Drew his title back at Mania, um, give him his Mania moment that he definitely deserves 100%. Um, and then, as we mentioned earlier in the show, that's where I then bring Bobby Lashley into the picture. And um, I don't care if Drew only has it for a, for a month after Mania because he has held it for quite a while since Mania last year. So um, it's not like it would just be a, a switch for the sake of switching. And realistically, we're in 2021. Sheamus doesn't need a long title reign at, at this stage of his career. Um, but he's always one of those who's, if he has the title for a short period of time, he's credible enough in the ring and with his persona and his, and his history that it doesn't make WWE look stupid. Okay, so your call is uh, Sheamus to win and come out of chamber as the new champion. Yeah. yeah what about yourself? Uh, I Beforehand, so a month or so ago, I would suspect that they wanted to give Drew either a championship reign that he wins at Mania in front of fans or he gets to walk into Mania as a defending champion and get that adulation. However, I wonder, and this does rely on what we've read about certain backstage uh, uh, politicking, I suspect that if Edge has somehow manoeuvred the focus onto him for Mania, is that Drew is going to get pushed down a bit. I think Drew walks into Mania as champion because Drew is no longer the focus of the Mania main event. Right. I think Roman Edge is your main event and the focus will be on Edge trying to get that title back that he never, well, not that belt, but the world championship he never lost. Yep. And I think Drew is now going to be the secondary champion because Roman is the headline. He is the promoted headline. He is That's his character. That's his gimmick. Drew is the happy, smiley Scottish psychopath who's not called it anymore because he's a babyface, but he will defend the championship and he might lose it. Realistically, I think he'll win at Mania. I think he'll retain against Sheamus, Lashley, whoever. But I think La I think Drew's going to find himself shunted down a bit, and I don't think that's his fault. I don't know who you blame. <laughs> I don't know who you put the blame at, but I think Drew wins here because I don't think they care as much about Drew's Mania match as they may have done a few months ago. Yeah, so I, mean, I think we're both agreeing that we reckon, like, looking forward at the moment, we we reckon the edge, Roman, is the way they're going. Um, I absolutely think it's a lot. I, th I think what happened on SmackDown uh, last night wasn't just a firm off the scent. I think that was pretty much the best thing we've had so far as to Edge's decision. I... Even take away what you what you read online about Edge, you know, suggesting he wins the Rumble uh, and suggesting he goes on to Mania to face Roman, whether he beats Roman or puts Roman over. We'll see come, obviously, Mania time. But I think because Edge has got that creative focus now from Vince and Pritchard on Raw, I think they're not looking at Drew in the same way at the moment. And that's that's a shame. And that's not Drew's fault. Nothing he's done deserves that kind of treatment. I just think they're once again, it's mania. They're falling for the part-timer. They're falling for the legend. This isn't me knocking edge. I I don't agree with, you know, I've got an idea. I think I should win the Rumble. If that's the case, I don't agree with that. But this is WWE. This is mania time. 
the glitter is there. When a legend shows up and a part-timer shows up willing to work mania, it it's the rose-tinted glasses on Vince, and he's always going to go with the veteran. He's always going to go with the legend. This this will be one of the worst ones for me because I I don't like the idea of Roman this Roman losing. And and it's not the story. Now I know you can't get Rock. I know Rock's not available realistically for another two years yet. You can't play the Roman story for another two years. It it doesn't work. But why why not though? Because this is WWE, and there's no way they're going to keep this going for two years. Now Rock and Cena work because they never they never clashed on TV apart from Mania Build Up. Rock was never there. I don't, I don't know how you have Roman be there week in week out as champion for two years doing this story. I'd I'd love it. It'd be completely different. But I just don't see that happening. You can still be Rock yeah, and Roman in two years' time. That's fine. But I don't think it'd be with this story. It doesn't work without the title on the line, the the high chief. Because if he's not the title on the line, he's not. He's also not the breadwinner. You know, he's not the. So if you can't get Rock, which obviously was never going to happen, and even though there are fans, you know, Rock ain't coming back for twenty five thousand fans on on night two of Mania. He ain't doing it. Yeah, no, he ain't doing that, yeah. and nor should he really. Would no, I know we, we knock on the legends and stuff, but if someone of Rock's caliber, and it's the same for Brock, and it's the same for CM Punk or whoever else when you throw in there, if one of these guys are gonna go, you know what, give me that money, deposit in my account, and I'll show up, you ain't doing that for 25,000 fans in the Roman James. Ain't happening, no way. So they're, they're gonna look elsewhere. And Edge at that right time, at that right moment, caught Vince's ear with the I've got an idea. And they 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 they're all in on Edge, and Edge and Roman is the story. I don't agree with it. Edge Heyman promo should be good. I'm all I'm here for the promos, and so far Edge is working every show, and that's good. I know it's not exactly you know it's one show. It's in the same location. I know he's got to do the drive down from Canada to America and back and all that, and I'm sure that's difficult. I'm not taking that away, but at least he's showing up. He's not just like rocking up every five weeks doing a promo and then fucking off back to his farm in Canada, for an example, you know? So on that sense, he's fulfilling what I'd expect from a Mania main eventer, which I know he said before in all the interviews he did after Rumble, he said, I ain't here as a part-timer. I'm not going to be like those other guys. I'm going to be here week in, week out. And so far he's doing that. So you have to give it to him for that. But I think Drew's going to suffer as a result of that, as an offshoot of that. And for that reason, long way around, I realise, so I apologise. Uh, Drew retains in the chamber. Sheamus gets the shot somehow. And I think we get Drew and Sheamus at Mania. Or, my other prediction earlier, maybe Lashley. But the Sheamus thing has more immediate story they can go with. Yeah. Sheamus is built in. The story's there. They don't have to do anything to it. Um, they just need to have the commentators talk about yeah. it now. Like, proper... Just make us believe. That's it. That's that's all it needs. I mean, I, I wouldn't have done the um the Seamus turn until after Chamber, really. I would just have Seamus in there as his friend, but he also is they like to fight. That I wouldn't have I would have done the Seamus turn the night after Chamber. I don't know why they did it early. I, it made no sense. Do you, my 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 thinking just when you mentioned the turn, you could have done it at Chamber. You could have had, had Drew beat Seamus exactly in the anything. last one. You know, and, they, and and Drew celebrating, and then Sheamus actually attacked in the chamber. Like it wasn't built to a singles match. Like they're not be, do that for the Mania run up. 
don't do it to lead into a chamber in which four other guys have a shot. What Seamus gained? It's not yeah. like he's attacked him. But okay, why did you attack him? I won his title. That is solid. That's proven. That's tried and tested. I want what he has, and I'm going to put our friendship aside because the belt's more important than our friendship. There's your story. There's your mania setup. But to say I won his title, okay, well, Jeff Hardy getting the title shot, and Jeff's a clean as a sheet baby <laughs> face. He ain't attacking Drew McIntyre, but he's in the chamber. He qualified for it. AJ's lost time and time again. He's getting the title shot. What have you, fella, you turned on, on Drew, you gained nothing from it. Like, what was the point? Yeah, you've actually lost because now he's not actually going to help you. No, he's not. He's... Before, he may have actually helped him until it came down to... You know, he's now down to a sixth of a chance. It's now Steiner math. You know, he's fucked himself up. You know, in that sense, he was better doing it after and getting a one-on-one. -on -one. This turn made no sense for the time they've done it. So that, to me, in a backwards to logic way, means that Sheamus is going to get the mania shot and they're going to try and keep Drew and Sheamus apart. But you have to get Sheamus out of the chamber, keeping him strong. So somehow he needs to lose, but still remain strong, but not give away Drew versus Sheamus too much because that's your mania match. Whilst having no Sheamus come out last as well. Exactly. So he's the freshest man, but he's still... <coughs> Unless he wins. I mean, I don't see it, but because Fastlane's coming up and they could go what we said about how Drew has to earn that shot back and he gets it and Drew Sheamus with Drew getting that mania win and title in front of fans. Maybe he main events night one. There you go. He can main event night one. Edgerham can main event night two. Job done. And Goldberg can do whatever the fuck Goldberg wants to do. But you've got... It seems like it's a very complicated booking scenario that it could have easily avoided if they'd thought about it. Yeah, just, just it's very WWE. They're, they're, my biggest complaint ever about WWE creative. Now, there is a lot of complaints. I think we all agree <laughs> on WWE creative. Yeah. There's a lot of complaints to have. But the worst one is they either wait too long to pull the trigger on who they want to be the man or they do it yeah. too early. So just now we're talking about the Sheamus one. You look back to, to even going back, Ryback. Ryback was one of the most over characters in WWE at the time. But they waited and waited and waited. By that time, too late. Braun Strowman, same. Oh, yeah, Strowman's the one. Strowman is the absolute example of that. Yep. And it's just... All because they wanted to do Roman versus Brock. They couldn't... Actually, Ryback, CM Punk. Yep. Ryback was over. Punk was injured. Could have done with some time off. But they couldn't have Punk lose it because they wanted Punk's 434-day record going against the Rocket Mania. So you had to cut Ryback's legs out from under him to get to where they wanted to go. Don't build up Ryback then. Yeah, and they, like Ryback was WWE's Goldberg at the time. You know, they, it was actually credible streak that he was going on, destroying everybody. The Feed Me More chant was was almost as big as the Yes chant at times. You know, when you yep. went to the arenas, it was everywhere. Um, and then just, but and it's always the same. It's either just they either shoot it too early, they push them to the moon, um, like they did with Drew originally. You know, straight to the moon. Here you go. Here's the title. And then as soon as they lose it, they've got nothing planned ahead, so they can't do any more with it. And then exactly. now they're doing it with Sheamus. Now this is a little bit different because it's just building up a storyline. But the problem with Sheamus, Sheamus is a bit like the big show in a way. You know, he's just one of those who's always ready to plug in. Wherever you need him, you can plug him in. But mm -hmm. you flip-flop the heel baby face so often that eventually, especially smarter fans, are just like, what's the point? 
And this is one of the ones with Sheamus. This is why I feel that even the Sheamus Drew one could look weak now because what, yes, they've got the rivalry. Yes, they 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 had the the rivalry from twenty years ago back in the UK and Ireland when they were travelling. You know the the British scene, um, but as you mentioned, they just done it for no reason, not even leading into a feud because they can't have a feud in a in a six way match. There's a wild card here, and that's the Miz. Do you see the Miz being an impact on this match, either an attempted cash in, a tease cash in, or an actual cash in, and maybe even a total win? Um. Ooh, that's a tough one, you know. Um, I mean, I think the the maybe the remember, remember the Miz was in this match and he withdrew from the the chamber, which makes no sense because if you've got a total shot, but you've also got another guaranteed total shot, then take that first total shot. It, at least his logic makes sense to it, though, and, and at least he's explained. Whilst we agree, it's better to have a title shot. Then if you lose, you wait till whoever loses it and then go and cash in and have your second one. You get two chances in one go. Brilliant. Yeah. But he said what he wants to do is not risk any injury, not get hurt, let them fight amongst each other, and I'll cash in right after it. At least whilst, yes. it, whilst logically it also makes sense and doesn't make sense at the same time. But at least he's given a reason. Unlike what we mentioned on the other show with Roman, we, we don't have that reason as to why his... It makes sense for him not to be in it, and it, it fits his character, but we've just never been told why. Do you see The Miz having um, an impact on this Chamber match tomorrow night? Oh, it doesn't fit in the story. Um, it doesn't fit in any of my scenarios, so yes. <laughs> okay. It's just the most WWE thing. It, it makes no sense. I, I can't work out how... How we then go to anybody or any story at Mania if Miz gets the title tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, yeah. But okay, it would make sense for WWE to actually do it. If that. Another thing I think we can maybe agree on is: is this the time when we finally see the Fiend make his return? Yes, yes. He he takes out Randy straight away. Um, well, not straight away, but I could see maybe being Randy and Drew and Sheamus being the final three. And then the fiend coming through the chamber somehow. Remember, you even though it's a live pay per view, you could they can pre record what they need to. So they've got the production tricks available that they can do something should they need to. Well, it's just almost just a blackout screen, isn't it? So it just turns yeah. the cameras off on on the 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 monitors for the the what do you call it. The oh, for Thunderdome. Yeah, in the Thunderdome. Yes. But yeah, it's very... They've been, even if you don't like the supernatural stuff with The Fiend, you can't say it's not been very, very impressive, like how they've done it. Like That stuff yeah. with Alexa Bliss on Monday night was, was terrific. I mean, you and Ross covered the Undertaker stuff, and I knew you weren't as keen um, as Ross with the, the, you know, the Phenom stuff, um, whereas we loved it. And this Fiend stuff is just remarkable, and I can't wait for it. Okay, so um, overall, then we think, uh, well, I'm going to go with Drew to retain somehow and Sheamus to still get the total shot. And you're going with, remind me? I'm going with, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my, my Sheamus wins the title, um, leading to Sheamus Drew at Mania. Okay, uh, there may be more matches announced 
I'd like to think there would be because we've only got four match, well, five you include, obviously, Roman's uh, unannounced or unknown opponent so far. So we've got no Raw Women's Championship on there yet. We've got no Raw SmackDown Tag Team Championship on there yet. We've, uh, yeah, there's still a whole roster of people that aren't booked, aren't involved. So there may be more announced. I'm sure there will be more thrown together. Now, if there isn't already by the time you listen to the show, I say we're a day away from the show, but nowadays you don't need a TV build up for a match, just gets announced on Twitter and that's it. So I'm sure they'll be announced. There's some pre show match will be announced as well, I'm sure. The one thing we, we can be sure of is even though it may be, unless the predictions of new champions are accurate, it could be a show that may be entertaining, but may also end up being largely pointless. If no champions are, if no titles are switched, yeah, I think I think that's probably very accurate. I think that's the way we're probably going to go. But as you say, it won't don't let it take away from the the work that the competitors put in. I think that's the biggest thing I can plead to all wrestling fans just now. Like, just remember you're watching good matches. Um, forget the storylines at times. Forget the the creative badness during this pandemic that we've been in. Wrestling has been the shining light through it all. They've not stopped. They have gave us some great pay-per-views, great main events. Whilst we might not always agree with storylines and pushes on our favourite guys, but the, the the work that the the wrestlers have put in, I think some of the matches we've seen have been have been phenomenal. Um, and I think this show will be that. I think if you just look at the work rate and the the work the matches, I think it'll be a a, a comfortable seven out of ten match. Um, the stories again might not make sense, but just for the just for what we're going to get to see, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Do you think we'll see Edge tomorrow night? Yes, we have to, don't we? It makes no sense if not. Uh, I see. I don't know. It, it, it should. He should be there. Absolutely, he should be there. But he, he's just whether he should. Roman I, Reigns. I, yeah. He, he had. The, surely you don't wait a week for retaliation when you know where he's going to be tomorrow night. Do you think he'll announce his opponent tomorrow night, or do you think he'll wait till the respective Raw or SmackDown show to do so? It would make sense to wait till a SmackDown because I take it pay per view ratings don't really matter as much because they're all network nowadays. I don't think anyone buys on pay per view now, do they? I, I don't think so. I mean, I seen BT Sports advertising in the UK to buy the Elimination Chamber for sixteen. Who, who's gonna? Who's going to pay sixteen ninety nine and then get the network for nine ninety nine? No idea, but I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, that's what they were tweeting out today, and it's on the TV on the BT Sports. Wow! TV. But I mean, close. Let's close the show with Roman Reigns high holding the title high, um, and Edge slips in the ring and spear. Actually, that's going to be the last question before we wrap things up. What do you think main events? Yeah, Roman. So the, the Roman story main events. Yeah, I think it has to, doesn't it? Does it not go along with the story that it's his show, they're all making money off him? Again, if it doesn't, why is he not in the chamber defending the title? He's he's the prize fighter. I, I, again, I'll look at it like a, a, a UFC you know, fight, a main event. Conor McGregor's the main event. He brings in the most money. He you know That's where the money is. Um, WWE's got to be the same. Roman's the... The prize fighter, according to Roman's character, he's the tribal chief. He's the all these guys are making money off him. Nobody watches Raw. I think he's even made comments about, you know, yeah. the Raw title doesn't mean anything. So if you then put the Raw title over him, doesn't that make his promos kind of null and void? 
that's a fair point, actually. Uh, do you think that placement and Edge's involvement in that could also be a, a more of a, a certainty and a giveaway to where Edge will lean in regards to the the championship match at Mania? Yeah, I, I think by by either by the end of tomorrow night or at very latest Friday night, Edge's decision is made and it's official. I think he either announced. I mean, you could see him attack Drew. I just can't see him attacking Drew. It makes no sense. Um, whereas the 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 attack on if he doesn't go for Roman at Mania, say it's not. He's still got to get him back for the spear. Surely, like it still has some sort of retribution, if that's allowed to be said. On, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just think yeah, the placement's got to for me again. We're still talking WWE here at times. Um, but Roman Reigns, yeah, Roman, you know, just that arrogant look with the title at the end and Edge slips in from nowhere um, and spears him. Um, and that, that would go along the lines of even if Jey Uso wins the the chamber, you know, and he's had that easy win and Jay's just lying down and there you go. Okay, right. Let's uh, let's take care of the admin. And let's wrap this up um, for tomorrow's chamber. So, um, if you have any thoughts, opinions, uh, agreements, disagreements, anything else in relates to feedback on what we've said in the show, you can let us know in the normal multitude of ways on Facebook at Ring the Bell Show, on Twitter and Instagram at Ring the Bell Pod, and the email address is ringthebellpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, if you feel we've earned it, give us a five star rating and a review over Apple Podcasts and you can share, like, uh, recommend, listen, anything else on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, Anchor. If there's a podcast to be had somewhere, we will be there. Okay, so tomorrow night's Elimination Chamber, on the road to WrestleMania, we are hurtling along at breakneck speed. Who knows what we're going to see? New champions, rivalries formed, rivalries finished, chaos, disaster anything else involved either way it's going to be something to talk about uh there should be a review show with myself and one of my lovely co-hosts on monday hopefully so stay tuned on our social media channels we'll let you know where that is and when but for now thank you to ali for returning we'll have him back very soon thank you very much for having me it's been a pleasure Enjoy Elimination Chamber, enjoy the build-up, and thank you, more importantly, for listening to Ring the Bell, because this has been Ring the Bell. I have been Andrew. I've been Ali. Andrew. Yes. Ring that bell.